0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Great Car Era, a podcast by EV Tuners. Today I'm chatting with Dave Durazzo out of Oahu, Hawaii. Dave is a climate concerned car enthusiast and currently owns a 2014 Tesla Model S, a 2014 Nissan Leaf, and the bits and pieces comprising his exciting EV conversion dubbed the Miata One EV. Retired Navy with no formal engineering or mechanical background outside of college, Dave has owned over 20 cars and tinkered with them over the last 30 years. This Miata leaf motor project will be his first EV conversion. Tune in to hear more about Dave's Miata One EV and his progress to date. Enjoy. (music) Let's just jump right into it. So uh, you're building an EV Miata. I've seen a couple other builds, you know, that seems to be getting some traction, some interest, uh, but I'm I'm curious, could you pull that apart a little bit? Why a Miata? Yeah, so uh, I was looking at a Miata, or actually, I guess
1: one step back, I was looking for something fun, uh, wanted to do a conversion, um, wanted to try and do it cheaply, but uh, didn't want to end up with a, a four-door sedan. So looking at sports car looking at maybe a a truck pickup. Um, But yeah, definitely looking for a a two-seater that had some good aftermarket support. Uh, And I have owned two Miatas previously. So I was familiar with the car and uh, came up and one came for sale that somebody already stripped down. So it it was just a a good fit to to reach out, grab it for cheap. And uh, yeah, already had some work done to it. So felt like it was a head start so that's how i ended up on a miata
0: nice that's that's really cool and so you actually had driven them quite a bit you had a, a sense of how it how it feels to be in a miata and, and all of that
1: i did yep and so and so new. i wasn't looking for um you know a, a rubber burner i wasn't trying to to find something that was going to be a, a great straight line performance but you know something that was just fun um uh, small and nimble didn't need to be
0: powered, uh, super heavy. So I figured that was a good fit. So what is, are you familiar with the flying Miata mod? I read about that before. <laughs> is it something I like you, you loop the, I'm totally going to butcher this, but do you like loop yes. the, uh, something through the the power steering, like loop that so that it doesn't circulate the same way or somehow it changes the steering uh, of the car. Is, is, am I remembering mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, so so Flying Miata, uh, they actually did a, a couple of different products. Uh, but one of the things that they do, yeah, is uh, to help eliminate the power steering. Um, people do that for a variety of reasons. Okay. And uh, I've actually, I think it was actually the Flying Miata guide that I followed, uh, or at least partway, to, to blank off the power steering uh, in this conversion.
0: Okay, yeah, that was my next question is, uh, what about other sort of creature comforts? AC, uh, regu- <laughs> other sorts of like vehicle systems, are they going to stay in place?
1: Yeah, so most of the vehicle systems are going to stay in place. Um, you know, the 12-volt systems for sure. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, So we touched on the power steering. I'm just going to do a very common mod for the Miatas uh, and depower the steering, but uh, not changing anything else there. The... Uh, the brakes are kind of a big one uh, for a lot of EV conversions. Uh, the brake uh, booster is usually vacuum-fed, right? And uh, without an engine to create vacuum, uh, EVs generally have a, a pump that does it. So uh, I can't even remember where I borrowed a pump from, but yeah, I found a used uh, a used part online. Oh, cool! Uh, just, just uh, you know. Crabbed it off eBay and then ran some some vacuum uh, line over to to make sure the brakes are working as designed, mostly. And uh, yeah, heating and AC, well, I'm in Hawaii, so I'm, I'm not too worried about heat. Uh, plenty warm <laughs> year round. Uh, and if not, I can uh, go find a hoodie to put on. Um, the AC, Lucky duck. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially right now as uh, the rest of the country starts to freeze right um <laughs> yeah ac uh, i definitely want ac um i did take the compressor uh off of a leaf along with you know, most of the drivetrain and have plans to incorporate that but that's mm-hmm. kind of again creature comfort that'll come towards the end but uh so yeah Phase in the end, two. yeah in the end build should be uh pretty indistinguishable driving uh from a different miata um just no heat and um uh, yeah ac may work a little
0: differently but it should still cool the car off sweet so you know miatas being a platform that are just so well loved not only for motorsport but you know they're notoriously well handling uh there's okay. lots of aftermarket parts there's lots of them built for just you know Regular wear parts, has so that made right. it a little easier to source things for your build when you're looking for 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 things to to repair and reuse and
1: whatnot? Um, actually, at this point, uh, not as much as I expected. Um, the the frame that I found, you know the the body that I found already had coilovers installed. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy had been planning to race it, so he had done some of that tuning um, or adjustments that he was preparing for. And I think that's going to be really useful when I get towards the end of the build um, and kind of need to adjust right height, uh, front or rear, or, or anything else. Um,
0: yeah. So, so I'm, I'm glad that's weight in there. Too, right?
1: Yeah, uh, it should be a, a slightly increased weight. Uh, I haven't done the exact math on it, but uh, you know, especially since
0: it uh, was already
1: missing a transmission and engine when I got it, but mm. it, it'll probably pick up two or 300 pounds over stock, which should still be pretty lightweight.
0: Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So if you would have got one with a transmission, would, it, would you have investigated like a hyper nine route to hook up directly to it? Or did you already always like, say, look, here's a drivetrain from a LEAF. That's a good fit. I want to go with that.
1: Um, I probably would have looked at the Hyper 9, but, and, and I gotta admit, I, I did look at, at that as a possibility, but um, I started looking at the goals of, of what I'm trying to do in the future and really felt that Reusing parts, especially parts that are headed to the junkyard, uh, especially Mm. electrical parts and batteries that are headed for the junkyard are really things that I wanted to get out of the waste stream and and see if I could reuse. Um, And so affordability and availability uh, really led me to using a LEAF uh, drivetrain for that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and it was just a matter of making it fit, and it, it there seem to be a, a fair amount of folks that are trying to make Leaf Motors fit in a bunch of things. So that's that support's been as expected. It's not, you know, I can't go anywhere, but there are folks that are doing all kinds of things with Leaf Motors and inverters that are really helpful.
0: So where are you in in the uh, in the progress right now? Is the have you done mock-ups? Is the, is it bolted up at this point? Do you know if you got <laughs> lucky and like wow that just lined up perfectly or is there some head scratchers?
1: Uh there's some head scratchers and you know when I I started this whole thing um I knew there was going to be a lot of head scratching you know uh-huh. I hadn't I I did not have a, a detailed plan I had a broad uh-huh. plan of of how I was going to try and make it work. Uh, like so I gave approach, myself just
0: a broad approach.
1: Yeah, just broad approach. Yeah. Um you know I knew Space was going to be an issue, especially the Miata. Um, But really, all I needed was the battery, some electronic controls, and the motor and inverter. Um, And I was planning to use the space where the gas tank was. Um, The trunk was available. I'm trying not to use it. And uh, so at this point, uh, it's been a lot of trial and test fit. I am uh, I think I'm about halfway there, both on the build and on my schedule. Um, okay. I always gave myself a year. And I've got the the rear, uh, essentially split the battery pack in half. Um, with the Nissan Leaf battery pack, that's pretty easy. Um, they've got it split into three parts. Uh, essentially, it's 25%, 25%, and 50% okay. that are all bolted together. So, um, so I took the two 25%s just kind of rearrange them and have them sitting over the rear subframe and up into where the gas tank was. Did did require a little sheet metal cutting. Uh, that's installed. It's wired. It's not pretty. And one of the first things I'm going to do when uh, when it's time to kind of do some upgrades is to replace, replace the battery pack as a whole, but specifically the design of, of that rear pack.
0: Yeah that makes sense that makes sense I have seen other folks you know and and there's always iteration you, know, you got to kind of get yep. it in there and make sure it works and then you can and yep. you can kind of like uh, arrange it from there it's maybe a silly example but I remember building computers from scratch um mm-hmm. you know back in the day and you kind of got to wire things up to make sure that it works and make sure that mm-hmm. it you can turn it on then you can yep. power it off and and do the wire tuck and get it all you know pretty from there
1: Yeah no, I remember uh, exactly the same thing you know you buy a PCI card uh, yep. but it's it's just a little little too big to fit in that slot or it's only Powers up when it's in this other slot or whatever it might be yeah it's it's a lot of that um, yeah and, and so I guess to be specific um, for when the next build happens uh, essentially I'd the battery pack in the back would be two by two square um, with the leads and the terminals kind of in the middle. Uh, along the axis of the car and then six modules high. So it would be 24 modules in the back. It's what I've got now just arranged a little differently, but for anybody who's looking to do that to a Miata, that, that will fit. Um, You just, uh, yeah, got to cut some sheet metal.
0: Nice. Take notes, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. It
1: it goes right between the frame rails uh, and the things that are back there. Yeah. Right above the subframe.
0: So You know, maybe almost bridging the topic here between building computers and tuning cars, right? So you had to come up with or determine how you were going to control the uh the this leaf motor and the inverter. Right. What did you end up going with for that? And you know, how did you kind of arrive there?
1: Yeah. So I ended up um going with essentially the the hacking community. Uh it's it's a, there's a website called openinverter.org. Uh, it's a group of folks. Um, there's a couple of main personalities that have done a lot of the, the background and stuff over the past 10 or 15 years. But um, yeah, you, there are printed circuit boards that are available through them for several uh, EV inverters uh, to include the LEAF. Uh, so you can just jump on and order it like it's a regular shopping site and a uh, circuit board shows up that you know you've got to do a little uh, soldering or a little build um, but uh, yeah just able to install that way uh, and if you're really a hobbyist you, you know you can download the the design files off of github and you know maybe make some changes of your own contribute back to the community uh, so yeah, so a really interesting uh, project and, and availability there. Uh, there's a couple other, other things that um, are available. Um, one of the, the most common ways to control the, the leaf inverter is using the, the native CAN bus from the leaf architecture and just sending the commands over over the CAN. Um, but uh, I chose to go a different route uh, because- oh, interesting. Yeah, because- I, I, and, and the open inverter board actually will accept the CAN bus commands. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to dive into the CAN bus too much. Um, and the open inverter allows either or. You can either use the CAN bus to, for throttle commands um, or, you know, some direct hard wires potentiometer for the throttle and things like that. Uh, the other neat thing about the open inverter board is there's a, a web interface the board where you actually go in and can adjust a whole bunch of parameters so for the motor itself for the inverter uh, you can use the inverter in reverse as a battery charger from ac to dc oh really uh, there's there's all kinds of things available on the open inverter so uh, so yeah so exciting uh, for me, one of the one of the guys uh, in the forums has actually increased the power output from that leaf motor and inverter from uh, 80 kilowatts to 130 kilowatts, or probably even more by now. So
0: that was That's definitely appealing. Jump. Yeah, it is.
1: It is. Um, and yeah, and it requires nothing more than a little tweaking of the settings. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, what the leaf motor uh, is capable of yeah actually if if the the motor itself is the same the motor that they're putting in the leaf today is the same motor that they were putting in starting in um, 2013 oh Uh, really the the windings and the magnets were actually pretty much the same in the 2011 and 2012 models too so the motor hasn't changed the inverter has gone up through some upgrades Uh, and the open inverter communities i think figured out what some of those upgrades were and uh, you know are able to share them and yeah once once things are spinning and installed I'll, I'll be looking forward to tweaking some of those settings myself
0: yeah that's super super cool and the idea that you can kind of make uh, adjustments in software uh, that's pretty appealing too uh, yep. talk about you know easy tuning
1: right Right. And, um, yeah, one thing I, I'm not sure about, you know, when you look at the internal combustion engines and the ECU mapping, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and mapping all those fuel ratios along the RPMs. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that there's really, uh, a comparison for the electric motors. Uh, but I'll find out eventually.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> as far as the interface, um, and in ease of updates maybe maybe that's mm-hmm. where we can draw draw the comparison i remember right. um there was so back when i was tuning my old eclipse uh, it was a 99 <laughs> um i barely was the cutoff for the ecu that you could that, that would take flashing and this right. is like very you know well worn territory for the subaru folks and the and the evo folks where they can just Reflash uh the ECU with different maps and, and kind of change it on the fly. But it was really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. you didn't have to deal with changing out any hardware, didn't have to piggyback onto the ECU or anything like that, didn't have to spoof signals from the math, uh, the <laughs> airflow sensor or anything. You just kind of swap it. And I thought that was that was great. And so the ability to toggle, toggle switches, almost like overclocking a computer a little bit, I, yep. I think, is a good yep. way to think about it.
1: Yeah, no and and not I think um, I think both of those are pretty good analogies of what they've done with the, the leaf inverter you know if, if you start adjusting the magnetic fields uh, the timing the strength um, some of the other pieces that are there and you can coax a little bit more out of that and, and I think the other piece is um, well, I, and I'm not sure so I'm kind of hypothesizing here sure as an as an OEM, you know Nissan was probably really conservative with their hardware capacity. Yeah, uh, so the hardware was probably very capable or is very capable, but they put software limits in uh, on how much current you're going to draw and power you're going to generate. Um, so with the open inverter board, you can kind of loosen up those limits, uh, and hopefully not too much.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So if you're if you're uh, turning up the kilowatt, uh, the power a little bit to that motor, probably going to break the wheels loose.
1: Uh, I anticipate I probably will. So, um, and that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it should be fun. Yeah, and certainly the the guy that uh, did it, he did it in a, a, I think it was a Subaru BRZ, right? So uh, a similar design. Oh, really? A little bigger, um, but he. Kept the, I think he kept the transmission, and so he was able to to shift and, and change gears. But yeah, he was definitely definitely smoking tires. Not sure what gear he was in, but um, yeah, it'll be capable. Uh, my my build right now, I'm 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 planning to not keep the gear shifter. So even though it'll have a transmission, it'll be running as a single speed. Sure, just uh, it seemed the cheapest and most flexible way to get the, the gear reduction right um, mm-hmm. that's necessary to get usable power to the wheels and, and take advantage of all the rpms from the motor
0: you going to do any other um kind of hardening to the to the drive system to take all of that torque or or anything fun to uh to that rear diff I think you might yeah. have said maybe, maybe you're considering a LSD or something.
1: Yeah. In fact, uh, more than considering, I already have the LSD installed.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, nice. So, so that should, uh,
1: yeah. In anticipation that, uh, I'll be breaking loose, um, uh, pretty much at, at, at will, um, I thought that'd be a, a good upgrade, um, to install everything else. Well, I'll kind of use until it breaks. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think anything will break at this point um, with the motor and inverter I've got. I think, I think everything will handle it. But, but yeah, I, I took and I went, uh, went to one of the car clubs and was talking to some folks just about what I was trying to do. And yeah, everybody I was talking to you was like, hey, you got to take it down to the SCCA events. You, you got oh, yeah. to come down to when we when we track them, and we got to see how this thing does. I'm like, okay, well, I can't make it this weekend, but you know, <laughs> this date next year, I'll, I'll I'll try and be there.
0: That'll be awesome. So, I at this at this point, man, it, it seems like it's really going good. Um, but have you run into challenges along the way? Um, you know, what were some of the big ones? As as people, I bet are listening, going like, man, I I think I could do that. It, it sounds yeah. easy.
1: I, it, it, it does sound fairly easy, um, and I knew there would be challenges along the way, and, that, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this. You know, I have this uh, bigger picture of, of being able to do conversions like this regularly, do something that's fun, cheap, um, using the reused parts. Um, but the, the, the challenges that I've had so far, one, uh, lithium batteries, uh, shipping those is a, a bigger challenge than I anticipated. Hmm. Um, uh, in looking for a battery that would fit, and I was kind of leaning towards the Leaf battery for a long time. Uh, I actually found a couple in California. When I I got the shipping quote, it was more than what the battery cost. Wow! So, you know, lithium batteries aren't cheap to begin with, but you know, more than doubling the price to ship it. Uh, just meant I needed, to, I needed to find batteries that were already here. Yeah. Uh, so that was, a, that was a challenge, but you know, it, it, there's a fair amount uh, of REC-DVs here and and folks that have upgraded batteries. So I got a pretty good deal on them. Um, the other challenge that I've had is uh, finding fabrication, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was actually surprised. I haven't really pushed too hard, but I, I did call a couple of shops um, that I thought would be interested, uh, some guys that do uh, things for the the four wheel four wheeling community out here. Uh, everybody drives a Toyota. Everybody's done something to it, mostly uh-huh. raised it up a foot or two. <laughs> uh, so I thought those guys would be interested or a shop like that. Um, I, I called a uh, custom chopper shop, right? They do the the motorcycle frames. I thought that would be a good fit for kind of the size of what I wanted. You know, I'm not trying to construct the whole frame, but you know, maybe some motor mounts, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a the battery box. To, you know, but uh, they weren't interested either. There's a neighbor that's supposedly a hobbyist, and you know, we talked a few times, but haven't been able to get him over to the house. So uh, at this point, uh, I, I I need to find somebody. I've got the rear battery done. Uh, I can't. I don't want to do the front battery until I'm sure I've got the the motor and the transmission mounted securely uh, in place, and I understand what space is available for that front battery. Sure. It's uh, probably going to sit above the motor in the in the engine bay, but until I until I get that motor mounted, I'm not really sure how much space I'm working with. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking for. Uh, probably as soon as the new year starts Mm -hmm. you know we're mid-december as we record this so once uh once the holidays everybody's back i'll start looking for somebody to fabricate some things over at the house
0: now when when you talk to folks were they just slammed to busy or did you ruffle some feathers because that's how you know you're doing something real good is that people go, oh oh, i can't (laughs) believe you're no 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 then then yeah you're on to (laughs) something
1: yeah it, it wasn't quite received like that it was like oh, uh, you know, we we only do repairs. We only work on trucks or motorcycles. Mm. Um, yeah, a couple of folks, hey, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really busy, I can't make it. Um, yeah, nobody's, they, <laughs> I did find one guy, right? So um, one of the pieces that is needed when you are start looking at uh, mating an electric motor to a transmission is how you're going to do the coupling. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. You've got an output shaft coming out of the electric motor input shaft going into the transmission. And ideally you have, um, either a solid coupling or someone that, you know, some coupling that's got a little bit of play in it just to kind of hopefully save your bearings. Um, I went the the direction of a a solid coupling. Um, there's a, a guy online uh, has a small company called Brad Industries. It's focused around Subaru Brat. Uh, he's doing the electric conversion, but he's saving all these templates and doing some designs um, focused on the Leaf uh, motor. Oh, cool! And so he's he's building and selling um, essentially they're they're half done couplers. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, six or eight inches of metal. Uh, cylindrical, he's got the splines done on one side that'll made up um, with the leaf motor. And then you find some way to get the splines for the transmission you're using onto that coupler. Um, the way he recommends seems easiest is if you're using a manual transmission, you find a clutch disc, you cut out the splines that are in the center of the clutch disc, and then you, you kind of I don't know do the metalwork, special things that i don't understand and eventually you end up with a press fitted welded solid um spline for the clutch disc on the other end of this uh, coupler uh, easy and then, <laughs> yeah it sure sounds easy but uh, <laughs> i'm that's, i don't have any experience in that um, but the guy i talked to uh yeah it gave me a hard time um wanted to make sure i knew what i was doing uh, wanted to make sure that what he understood what I was trying to do. Um, and, and, you know, I, I thought it was, I wasn't sure I was going to get him to do it, but yeah, after 10 minutes, a of, of talking story with him, he's like, oh yeah, we'll got this. No problem. Easy. Uh, I was like, great. Um, I got to take a little trip. I'll be back in a week. Um, came back in a week It's done. Uh, as far as I can tell, it fits perfectly. It's just what I imagined. Awesome and uh yeah so i'm looking forward to getting it um the transmission and the motor made it up uh, yeah i'm working on getting the adapter plates made now so i can bolt that all together but the the actual coupler that gets those two shafts mated uh is is done that was exciting for me
0: yeah now you said transmission are you you're using a leaf transmission right or are you <laughs> using a? oh my gosh And so because you're not using the Miata five speed. Yeah, Uh,
1: this. Yeah, that's this is a long story. I get I'll try to make it short. Um, (laughs) The initial thought and and you probably seen uh, if you've seen a lot of builds, you've probably seen folks do this is is they take the whole drive unit, uh, whether it's Tesla or a leaf. It's got the, the motor, the inverter. It's got the reduction gears down to the differential and axles coming out. Mm -hmm. And they they take that whole unit and and drop it into a different platform.
0: Drop it in. Yep. Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just drop it in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I wanted to do something similar. And I really felt there was the space to do it with um, that leaf drive unit uh, and the rear subframe. So that was my initial goal uh took every uh took the rear subframe out <clears throat> had had the leaf unit together and tried to make things fit um i couldn't figure out how to do it started talking to folks online and they're like yeah that's it, not going to fit uh, uh, you can do a whole whole custom subframe and custom suspension geometry and i'm mm-hmm. like oh that's that is not what i had in mind for this project um and I think I mentioned that when I picked up the Miata, it didn't have, have a transmission, right. So so yes, yeah, so I, I couldn't do the I couldn't do the whole drive unit swap in. didn't have a transmission. So I just kind of jumped on jumped on Craigslist and Facebook and watched uh, see if anybody had a Miata transmission. Uh, we'll skip that half of the story. The short <laughs> answer is no. No, nobody had a Miata transmission. <laughs> um, nobody in this world has a a Miata transmission that I could get my hands on.
0: Oh, they're but, hard to find now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess so. Um, <laughs> but what I did find was somebody who was a BMW fan um, had been yeah taking his stripped down three series out to SCCA. He did have a spare transmission um, that, you know, was having problems going into fifth. Which I'm like, I'm never gonna. That's not what I'm gonna do with this project. I'm never gonna shift gears, and certainly not never gonna see fifth. Uh, and he was selling it for twenty bucks.
0: Um, that's a good deal. So that was hard to say no to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and and he included the clutch, uh, an old clutch, right? That I needed the the splines for. Um, and so. Uh, I'm getting there. I have a transmission. It it almost fits in the Miata. The bell housing is a little bigger than, than uh, I wanted it to be. Um, so I think what I'm going to have to do is just have that transmission sit a little further forward than I wanted it to. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's a uh, Gertrude um, transmission from an E36, so like 80s era uh, BMWs, but, um, yeah, the, the bolt pattern and the transmissions, uh, they were used for 15 or 20 years, um, 80s through the 90s. So, uh, fairly common and yeah, hopefully some of the work that, that I'm doing here, um, can share some of those, uh, CAD files on w- what that looks like, what that, that bill housing looks like. So folks can find them and, and, make their own adapters or, or find somebody who can make them, which is what I'm I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of this, you'll have expertise in Miata and BMW conversions just <laughs> by nature.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've had BMWs too, and I, I love those cars. And yeah, I love those transmissions. So I'm a little disappointed. I'm not planning to actually shift it, but um, yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad to have that, a fairly
1: solid transmission in there.
0: Yeah. So then, um, once the Miata is all done, uh, do you have another build in mind already? Is it maybe a BMW?
1: (laughs) I do have another build in mind, um, but it's not a BMW. And, uh, for some reason, uh, well, I I bought another Nissan Leaf from one of those salvage auctions. Okay. Um, with the intent to use it for the next build. Um, just to keep it short and answer the question, planning on a Toyota truck or F one fifty as the next conversion. Cool. Uh, hoping to work some four wheel drive uh, aspect to it, but two wheel drive or four wheel drive, you know, I'll take whatever's cheap and on the market when I'm ready. Um, and we'll probably use the Leaf I have and uh, its drivetrain and battery. the initial setup that it that again won't be a good setup what i'm really hoping for is to either um, find a tesla battery pack Mm -hmm. Um, yeah something something 60 to 80 kilowatt hours i think is the size that uh, i would want to have for a truck conversion Uh, just aerodynamic inefficiencies or or something that can't be overcome without a little more size in the battery pack um, and I don't need to worry too much around about range being here on Oahu. Uh, you, you can only drive around the island so many times. Um, yeah. And I before think before recharging. I think I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before just getting bored. I, I don't need to do another trip <laughs> around the island. Like, let's just go home and charge it.
0: So as we're uh, wrapping down here, uh, do you have any advice for, for, those out there that might be interested in driving or building or tuning EVs, how they might get into it, what, what they should do if they don't really know where to start.
1: Yeah. If, if, um, if you, if you want to drive an EV, like get down to the dealership, um, you know, look, I would look for a used EV. I'm all about used cars more over new cars, just for value. Um, the dealers there are, are really, um, really developing how to talk to people about AVs. Mm. Um, for the, for the building and tuning uh, there are some pretty strong communities uh, that, that I've joined. Um, there's a DIY electric car.com kind of forum based. Uh, I talked about the OpenInverter.org, which is uh, has another resource. It's not just for the inverters, but anything you might be trying to do on the conversions. Um, oh, cool. And then, there's a there's a couple other uh, there's so many to name. Um, there are a lot of conversion shots that are are popping up, and so it's it's really modernizing from you know 10 20 years ago where uh, we had talked about earlier um, you know, forklift motors and lead acid batteries. You know now there's there's shops out there that'll custom they've got their own supply line for electric motors. Um, they'll build their own batteries uh, and they'll really help you customize if you have the budget for it. Sure. Um, and if you don't have the budget, you know, they can help with some of the design work uh, is what I've found. I've, I've talked to a couple of those shops for just tips and advice. Um, they sell small pieces. Um, uh, as an example, I've got a, uh, they call, uh, what do they call it? Main control unit. Uh Essentially, it does the battery management system, mm-hmm. um, as well as provide um, controls for displays. I, I bought that from Thunderstruck Motors. Uh, and yeah, we'll use that in, in in pairing with the open inverter stuff. Uh, that's pretty much all I'm using for all the control for displays, for the batteries, for power, all that kind of stuff.
0: Very cool. Love to hear about that kind of growing community and different places to look. So with that, I think uh, I think we got to wrap up for for today. But thank you so much for sharing the uh, the process and your insights and expertise. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks, Dan. I'm really glad to be here. Uh, and I appreciate the support from the community that I've seen online. I look forward to to hearing your podcast and and the other folks that are on it and whoever comes next. And yeah, checking out all the other builds. Uh, it's really a fun
0: time likewise it's it's really exciting i think we're right at the beginning of uh of some good stuff thanks again we'll talk to you soon bye aloha